Hello, and welcome back to 15 Minutes of Fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Dr. Craig Johnson bringing to you this week another interview. This one is with Abner Hauge, the director of Left Coast Right Watch, which is a anti-fascist watchdog and news organization primarily operating in the western part of the United States. I also want to warn you that Abner was feeling a little under the weather when we did our interview. Uh, I've been editing out coughs and stuff like that as best I can, but uh, my apologies if it's bothersome. So could you start out by introducing yourself? My name's Abner Hauge. I'm the editor-in-chief of Left Coast Right Watch. Well, awesome. Uh, can you can you tell listeners what Left Coast Right Watch is, what your work is, uh, how you got started doing that? Sure. We're an investigative news outlet. We cover um, mainly right-wing extremism in the United States, though we kind of gave ourselves a mandate of we'll cover whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want. But, you know, we mostly stick to the U.S., the uh, West Coast. So, yeah, how did you get started doing this? What, what, what drew you to this work? I was a grad student at the journalism program at Berkeley, and um, this guy called Milo Yiannopoulos, he's been in the news, you might have heard of him. Um, he came to campus to do this um, speaking thing on behalf of the col- the local college Republicans. Yeah, I remember that event. I was there. Yeah, that was a fun one, right? They, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they burned down the um, light generator or whatever it was, the, the spotlight with the generator. Mm-hmm. Um, so that night was, I kind of, that night I kind of went, what the hell is going on here? This is uh, this is one of the most intense things I've ever seen, and um, I've got a friend who's trans who like got chased on a BART train by a neo-Nazi like gang. Um, this was years before. Yeah. Um, and I kind of thought, well, I need to start covering this stuff because it affects my friends, mm-hmm. and I need mm-hmm. to figure out what the hell's at the bottom of this. So long story short, I spent about a year with the uh, Berkeley College Republicans doing my thesis project as a documentary about them and why they invited Milo and who these guys were. And um, at the end of it, some of them kind of confessed to either just believing in neo-Nazi shit or said that some of the people in the club were just straight up neo-Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never got around to publishing the documentary, unfortunately, but that is unfortunate. I would, I would, I would love to watch it if I could. Yeah. I think we're going to try to put it up on YouTube sometime. I don't Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. but, um, I kind of went to all of these protests in Berkeley and just these brawls between people like Bass Stickman and the Proud Boys and anti-fascists and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember there was a couple there was a couple of weeks or months there when it seemed like there was a fight in one of those parks by campus, like every week or every weekend or something. Yeah, there was, it was, uh, I mean, it was intense. I mean, I'm still kind of working through just processing that. Wow. That really happened. People were throwing like these little explosives at my feet and, yeah. you know, just brawling with each other and people could have died. And, um, yeah, I, I, just thought I can't lose. I can't lose this research. Um, so after grad school, I 
didn't really have any job prospects, like, nobody was hiring me, like, nowhere I applied to would take me, and, um, I just said, well, why don't I just start a little blog about this stuff? Yeah, I, ba I basically just kept doing what I was doing, except now I was writing articles about it, and the fascists eventually caught on and, you know, figured out, oh, this is me doing this. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't like some libertarian normie journalist <laughs> kid this whole time. Whoops. Yeah, and, um, you know, so I kind of burned my bridges there, and um, I've just been, uh, 2020 comes around and, like, all the anti-lockdown protests start popping up, and I, people are stuck in their homes, and they're like, well, we want news about what's actually going on out there since we're all stuck in our homes. So people shockingly started actually paying me <laughs> and the Patreon took off. It um got to the point where I could like occasionally pay people to write articles for me. And yeah. now it's kind of to the point where I just have a staff of rotating um just freelance writers who write for me and, I just publish like, hopefully, like we try to set our goal for like four articles a month, like in depth or daily or just event coverage, etc. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just spend all our time with our ears to the ground and try to track what's going on on the ground level. Because I mean, there's enough people like Jared Holt, like going, okay, so what are uh, what what are people like Jack Posobiec doing right now? Yeah, yeah, like. You know, they're national figures and there's all these celebrities and stuff like I don't I don't really think that's the most interesting part of it. I think the people on the ground are more interesting. Yeah, it's so always we try to focus on that. Yeah, it's always important to remind people that like fascism is not just like this thing that Donald Trump does or whatever. You know, it's something that neighbors do. It's something that people in your actual community do. That's 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 one of the things that I find most compelling about the work that you guys do. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's strange because, um, I mean, there's this whole phrase in political science called the politics of everyday life, right? Yeah. Fascism kind of affects everybody's everyday lives. Like, look at the stuff that's happening at drag shows. Look at the stuff that's just happening to power stations right now. It's like, yeah. you know, it creeps into everybody's daily lives. And so it forces them to think about it. Mm-hmm. What are some of the what are some of the like strangest aspects of 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 covering fascist and right wing people? Like, do you have any like like weird weird particular stories you'd want to share? The weirdest stuff. Um, well, we kind of just did this um, article about a neo Nazi church called the Church of Arianity. Mm -hmm. um, one of our one of our research crews out of uh, Southern California did this whole big write-up that's been in the works for months. It's just this really weird group. Um, they try to have their fingers in every like pie in neo-Nazi land, like try to recruit from Patriot Front and like Rob Rundo's MMA stuff and all of that. And um they're of course they're a cult of personality like most cults are. Mm -hmm. They're centered around this guy who like has all these fancy words for God, which is him. 
which is like Christ, which is his him reincarnated and all of this stupid shit. And there's just all of these when you when you dig down into a lot of these Nazis, they have weird beliefs. Like they're into all of this psychedelic, horrible acid shit and they're <laughs> I you know, it's it's just weird. Like they're into all of this consciousness expanding stuff from the sixties, but evil, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess the other weirdest thing um that I've been thinking about lately is um uh I'm supposed to go next week to go infiltrate the uh infiltrate in heavy quotes the turning point USA like their year end event it's called Ooh. America Fest. Yeah, yeah. And um I mean I bought my ticket um I bought my plane ticket and my hotel and all of that stuff. But this morning I just found out that they uh said no we're revoking your ticket sorry you can't go. Oh wow. And uh I don't know if I'll be able to, you know, nudge them to let me go after all or not but um we'll see what happens in arizona if i don't end up being able to um see it for myself it'll be a shame because i really want to it's just you know charlie kirk puts on these big like theatrical kind of evangelical ish like productions with fireworks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm big screens and stuff to say to hype people up for like Candace Owens and stuff and you know if you're a normal person you kind of go like what what sane person would think this is like exciting or good yeah yeah but it's you know I I mean it's it's just weird it's it's just weird to see I, I, I just keep thinking about kind of again the daily life aspect of it is like um, you know, here's all these college age Republican kids. Maybe they had bigoted parents. Maybe they didn't. But they're like going to this thing where they're just spewing anti-trans hate constantly. Mm-hmm. They're saying like, you know, government handouts are evil, and you know, you have to be a a Christian unless you're one of those. You're one of the kind of Jewish people we like. It's, and I kind of just. I I always wonder what their lives are really like. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like their like their actual regular everyday personal life like do they talk like this around their friends all the time? Is this just like part of everyday conversation for them because it seems like for some of them it is, but for others it you know seems like probably more of an everyday thing that they don't really consider in that way. Right. Like um uh, last time I was in Arizona like there was the we 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 were at Carrie Lake's like um big victory party RIP mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's this kid um one of my reporters overhears um he's walking this kid's walking out of the party because the results aren't in and everybody's going home disappointed and um this kid goes I can't wait to go home and watch the Daily Wire show for today. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of go like, oh, my God, do you like that? You actually like it? <laughs> you know, you're not these people because there's these all these weird content mills that these people make. Right. Yeah. You know, they churn out these like fake influencers that 
nobody outside of the TPOSA bubble cares about. Like these girls who do this like act where they call themselves cute servatives and they pretend it being like internet influencers and talking oh my about God. like yeah they 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 talk about uh. like movies but from a quote unquote like cute servatives perspective or something jesus that's 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 really depressing yeah but Ugh. i mean that's how culture works right yeah, yeah 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 like edward said said is like these people have to spend all of these all of this time and resources like defining what their beliefs are and reinterpreting their beliefs as the world changes right yeah yeah so i want to ask you two more things before we close out sure the first thing is um in addition to you know tpusa's event coming up next week what are some things that you think you know like like trends you're seeing things that you think people need to be keeping an eye out for either in the real world or the internet i think one of the main things people got to watch out for is still this like attack on drag shows attack on queer spaces attack yeah. on just you know queer people in general lgbtq plus i mean just to, i think it was just today or last night there was somebody who fired a bullet through the yeah window of this bar in Renton, washington yeah i saw that it's gonna put on a um drag event there's just this kind of stuff happening all the time and um the infrastructure attacks i know that's a big topic right now um i guess i'll give my take on it because i think people should be paying a lot of attention to it yes so neo-nazis for decades like if you read um siege which is kind of a insurgency manual that neo-nazis used in the 80s the turner diaries etc etc a big goal in hardline militant neo-nazi organizing is to attack power grids just like we we've been seeing across the country the whole idea is you stress the you stress the infrastructure of the u.s government then society collapses then you can launch more violent attacks and round up an army and seize territory and destabilize everything, you know, kind of make the U S go the way um, Yugoslavia did in the nineties. Right. Yeah. And carve out little pieces of territory for yourself, eventually reconquering it all and like building a white set, white ethno state, blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of trickled into the militia movement. You know, the main difference between the militia movement and the white nationalist movement is like, the racism in the militia movements, like a byproduct of the desire to do violence and mm-hmm. dominate and control and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same tactics. All of that's like a lot of people, especially on Twitter, were freaking out and getting angry because some people are saying, like, and rightly, that we don't have any information on who did these attacks at the substation in North Carolina. It was North Carolina, right? Yeah, it was North Carolina. Yeah. So we don't know who did it. Uh, We might not ever know. Um, In San Jose, there was an attack in 2013 where on a power substation and the attacker just got away with it. Really? I've been thinking about that for years. Yeah. Um, A lot of people are kind of fixed on this idea that you have to say that this was connected to the drag attack and that kind of misses the point 
mm-hmm. is we just had this week where like Trump said like to hell with the Constitution. Kanye West went on Alex Jones and started talking about how he loves Hitler. Um, a lot of the fringe elements, the like violent radical right wingers, are like juiced up, and so attack. You combine that with like a disappointing midterm performance for the Republicans, and those these kind of attacks were just gonna happen. Yeah, people saw this. Uh, people who did these attacks felt this was the moment. Now, do I personally think that like? The attacks in North Carolina were tied to that drag performance that they cut the lights on. Yeah, I think so. I would think that's probably true. Me too. I don't have any evidence. You know, it's sort of an Occam's razor situation, right? Well, I mean, you can see it that way. But if you want to think about it in in more like, you know, journalistically sound terms, you can say that you should really be thinking like, this happened at this time and all of these things converged, which sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you have to think about the overall trend. Like there's a bunch of these attacks going on. That's a trend. And that trend is kind of buoyed by attacks on like queer people, you know, like um, they're starting to build the border wall down in Arizona again, illegally. Yeah. Um, all of this stuff kind of plays into it and raises the temperature. So you kind of have to think about things in terms of watching the weather. That's a good metaphor. And speaking of speaking of that metaphor, you know, the last thing I wanted to talk about is like things that people listen to this podcast, people who read or listen to the stuff that you produce, like what are some things that they can do in their sort of everyday lives to understand and fight the right wing, you know, if we continue the metaphor, this is like, you know, what kind of umbrella should they buy? Something like that. I mean, I think there's kind of two things is like, you have to make your community understand what they're up against. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you're say, um, one of these parents at a school district that's dealing with gays against groomers or something. Yeah. You have to, sit down with a bunch of concerned parents and say, okay, this is who these people are and we have to be smart and we have to be like, you know, really safety minded, but we have to find ways to kick them out of our towns and get them the hell out of here. Yeah. Cause otherwise they'll just keep coming back and they'll whittle away the power structure and make things go their way, which is going to be bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can folks do aside from educating their communities? I think basic like disaster preparedness training is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you should know what an instant first aid kit is. Have one in your car, even if you don't know how to use it. Like I don't know how to use one. I've never gone to a training, but I keep one on me because that way a medic can you know use it on me if something bad happens to me knock on wood other than that i think people just have to keep doing mutual aid projects doing things that support each other things that uplift and get people out of poverty help them survive because when people are able to survive they're able to focus on other things like 
further reinforcing their communities and protecting them against fascism. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think anybody could say it better. Thank you so much uh, for talking to me today. Sure. Uh, sorry about my sorry about the, the my throat again. Hey, hey, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'll 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 be editing around, but I will also let let folks know that uh, that you were a little under the weather today. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. That was fifteen minutes of fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Dr. Craig Johnson, thanking Sleepy Kitty Arts and Sleepy Kitty Music for intro, outro, and graphics, and of course, thanking our guest for his appearance on the show. Uh, If you are interested in supporting the show, please like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a review on whatever it is you're listening to this on, and I mean that sincerely. Leave a review, share, subscribe, tell friends, family, and comrades about the show. If you really enjoyed the show, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash 15 minutes of fascism. That's 15 minutes of fascism, all one word. That's also where you can reach me at Gmail, 15minutesoffascism at gmail.com. And again, that's 15 all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter at hist of the right. That's H-I-S-T of the right and on fascism 15. All right. Thanks very much. And I will continue on, on Thursday with our weekly news update.